Listener discretion is advised as the Ebenistas podcast may contain suggestive and or triggering themes and overall adult content. Oh, so how excited are you about these glasses? The wine glasses I'm really excited about. They came out really, really well. They look really good. So thank you to my boo-boo, Verities, um, who hooked it up with the glasses. Cool, thank you so much. We appreciate it so much. Making us look all fancy and official. Yeah. I think have like a little photo shoot with them and really like make them pop. Are you thinking wine? Out of a whiskey glass, yes. Girl, no shame. I'm like, <laughs> listen, sometimes a wine glass just doesn't do it. Oh, it was, I literally just couldn't reach that top shelf where the wine glasses are. So mm-hmm. just, this is fine. <laughs> this will do. I had height issues today. Okay. I don't feel like getting out my baby like step stool. Do you have one for real? Like a, you know, like a kitchen like step. Yeah, I do. Oh, everybody should. I don't. I do. I still climb on top of the counter if I really need something. My knees cannot do that anymore. So yeah. <laughs> that's how I keep my, try to keep myself young. And then like I jump down and I'm like, oh, my ankle. Why did I do that? That like flashing nerve pain when you get to like jump down too hard. Uh, it's a hard pass for me. I can't do little. it anymore. Yeah. Just a smidge. All right. So woo, last one of the year. The last review. Yeah. 2020 recap part 3 million. Of course, if you haven't like printed a copy yet, please go and get the Ebenezer's Bingo. We are going to have a new one coming out, a new board, because we had a winner from the first one. That one is going to be a little different, um, not necessarily based on the things that you may have done, but things that you have heard on the show. Listen dun, up. Dun, dun, dun. This is the pop quiz, basically, for, to see if you listen to this part of season two. You lie to me. I'm going to find out. I accept bribes. So feel free to send me gift cards, wine, you know, candles, whatever. I will let you win. Okay. Like if there's somebody else and you're like, yo, let me send you this little thing thing. I will take that shit and put you as a winner. So feel free to send me stuff. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's do it. <laughs> I don't, I, I, okay. Um, I have completely lost my train of thought, but uh, thank you for joining us for another wonderful epinode, epinode, epinode. Let's try that again. Take two. Thank you for joining another wonderful episode of the Ebenistas podcast. This is Doreen and my lovely co-host, Miss Jabby. Jabby is here with us. Um, I'm here with you guys. We're all here together. Let's We're enjoy here. the next. <laughs> I'm here. You're here. We're all here. <laughs> so I got this Advent sock calendar. So every day you get a different pair of socks. And today was a pair of socks that had a a llama on it, like a Christmas llama. And so when I went to my friend's house to pick up those glasses, um, I showed her and her husband, I was like, look, this one has a llama on it. He was like, is it for llama? No. Oh, damn. I forgot it. Hold on. Is it for llamaca? And I was like, Hanukkah, llamaca. I love it. Yes. (laughs) And so I've been chuckling about llamaca all day that's really funny like llamas celebrate hanukkah yeah <laughs> they like menorahs and like dreidel and all that stuff hey it was cute though i was like but it's a llama like llama. Okay. the emperor's new groove which is one of my favorite oh scenes. that one is so I, I feel like it's not underrated it's like a um what's the other word it's not like super popular but slept on I don't know like the, I know the word that you're thinking but I can't think remember it I can't think of the word right now but it basically is kind of like underground like I feel like it's almost like a it has like a cult following you know like yeah, a, yeah. the people who love it freaking love it like I do and mm-hmm. 
like in college, I made all my friends watch it as like an initiation to being my friend. They had to watch that Bridget Jones Diary. And there was another movie in the 80s with John Cusack, Better Off Dead. (laughs) Those were the three movies that you had to watch to be my friends. And so like in college, we would have whiteboards on all of our doors. And so they would like draw pictures from the Emperor's New Groove to be like, hey, I came by your room. And it was just, it became like a whole thing for all of my friends. That is so cool. I love that movie. It does not get enough love, I don't think. It doesn't. It was before its time and it was a little adult-ish. It was genius. Like it perfectly, like just, it was fun. It was silly. She turns into a cat. Like it's so cool. Anyways, <laughs> so let's do this. Let's get in on this. And, but actually, you know what? Let's pause for a second because commercial bitches. Bottled wine, canned wine, box wine, it's all mine. But listen, I'm not gonna lie, my wine collection has taken a serious hit during quarantine and I'm stuck inside. That's where Wink Wine Club came in handy. I finally joined the club of all wine clubs. Now I get wine on my porch like a magical unicorn. I want you to have the same magical experience I've had. Visit wink.mivh.net backslash ebonistas and get $20 off your first order. And what made it doubly awesome for me was that I was able to narrow down wines that were 100% vegan. I didn't have to go back and research, Wink did all the work for me. All you have to do is a little quiz at the beginning of your sign up and Wink will suggest the best wines for you based on your palate. So join me and let me know what your favorite finds have been. Again, go to wink.mivh.net backslash ebonistas, E-B-O-N-I-S-T-A-S and get $20 off your first order on us. So let's uh, let's let's kind of kick into what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be finishing our three-part series of the 2020 recap back on our bullshit. That's what I've been calling it. I don't remember the official name of the episode because all I keep on saying is back on my bullshit. All right, you ready? It's our 2020 dumpster fire shit show end of the world. We want 2019 back episodes. Ooh, I don't know if I agree with if I want 2019 back. I just would like to skip over 2020. You know, I want to keep moving forward. Ready? Our 2020 dumpster fire shit show, end of the world. We want to skip over 2020 back. I'm sorry. We want to skip over 2020 episodes. Yes. Yes. Does that work? I like it. So people have been talking online about how much 2020 sucks and how they wish they could go back and how they wish they could go forward. I think that everyone this year has encountered some sort of hurdle, obstacle, financial burden, you know, loss of a loved one, a famous person. I mean, we have just been going through so much. So we are going to try to cover the rest of the 2020 recap with a little bit of humor, but still some things are pretty serious. So bear with us. We try to make things funny if we can, but some stuff ain't really all that funny, like number 45. Anyway, um, so (laughs) we are going to start up. What? that's That's tragically funny. Is it though? Yeah, it's tragically funny. Yeah. It's tragically funny for other people watching us. It's like, look at look at look at the shit they got going on over there. <laughs> Greatest country I, in the world. My ass. <laughs> so anyway, um, so actually I was reading about Tanzan Tanzania and mm-hmm. they were saying that they have like less than a hundred COVID cases, like they're not wearing masks, they don't have any of that. And I'm like, how come they can get it together? And they have over a million people in their population. So it's not like it's a small country, but nonetheless, um, you know what? Although I'm going to go ahead and issue a disclaimer that I got that information from TikTok. So take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I mean, we're at the point, actually, at the time of this recording, they just started last week rolling out the vaccines in America. And so it's kind of strange. Um I know my mom is one of the first people, one of the, part of that, one of those first two groups that has to get the vaccine because she works at a hospital. So 
hoping for no reactions, but personally, mm -hmm. I don't plan on getting it. Um, I know that they said for like the average person that doesn't have any pre-existing pre conditions, what have you, um, B won't even be considered until what, spring, maybe winter or something next year or fall or something like that. I don't know, late in the year. But even then, I'm really hesitant about it. I don't know. Darian, what do you think? So we kind of talked about this briefly and I've been asking my friends and stuff. I had a lot of reservations about it because technically, you know, I have a day job that's not the Ebenezer's podcast. So I am considered an essential worker because I work in healthcare. So I would also be part of that group that would be vaccinized first mm -hmm. and vaccinated. There you go. I was like, that sounded like I made up that word, but. Is vaccinized a word? I don't think so, friend. I think, I think it's vaccinated. Are you been anyway look no, it up no, no. I'm gonna tell you in a second <laughs> so um you know we we have been talking as a company about what we're gonna do and if we're gonna get it and they're saying they're not gonna make us but they're like you know we want you guys to get first crack at it yeah what was the consensus is it a word yeah it's, oh it's just simple past tense and past part part participle of vaccinize dope um so I I have a lot of reservations and not just because of you know, like the government's history with African-American individuals and stuff like that. It's not even necessarily about that. It's just it, the vaccine came out really quickly. And there's so many other things that we haven't been able to figure out. And so I'm just like, is this legit? Is this like, you know, is this something else? Is there more to this than we know? I am definitely one of those like conspiracy theorists that think that there's a whole layer of things going on behind the scenes that we just don't know of or aren't privy to. And so I'm a little hesitant to get it. But I would love to get, you know, a lot of other people's feedback. I've heard a lot of different people talking about this online and they're saying that, you know, there's nothing to be scared of. Like, what are they trying to do? What do you mean? Like there's, you know, just go ahead and do it. You know, like if you can prevent yourself from getting a disease that may kill you and your family and your loved ones, then why not do it? Um, but I think there was a nurse who went live on TV. Did you hear about this, Jabby? No. What time? She went, she went live on TV to get the vaccine and mm -hmm. to show everybody that it was okay. And so then afterwards, they're doing her interview and then she kind of starts looking a little loopy and then she tries to walk off and then passes out on live TV. And so everybody was like, I'm not getting the vaccine. And so she comes out later on and goes, she has a weird condition where anytime she has physical pain, she passes out. And so no one asked this girl ahead of time, like, do you have any issues? And you thought it was cool to get this vaccine live on TV, knowing that that was going to happen because you're a nurse, you know, that shots hurt. So I, 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 I'm trying to understand the logic or if they're just trying to explain away an adverse reaction that happened. I doubt that they did not ask her if she had any issues beforehand. That's kind of like 101 before you have any type of medical anything. Like that's literally in the review. When you walk into the doctor, they're just like, how are you doing today? Feeling like this, feeling like that, any pain, any this, anything we should know about, blah, blah, blah. Like that's in there. So either she told them and she got the, the go ahead to do it anyways, or yeah, you're right. Maybe they're just trying to explain it away. I mean, I understand like there's a sacrifice that needs to be made by, um, you know, some of the populations so that we can get this going. It's just like any vaccination that has come out previously. Um, it's got to start somewhere unfortunately, you know, it's the same thing with um, like animal testing and stuff like that with vaccines and medicine. Um, I don't necessarily support um, certain animal testings, depending on the products that are being made. But when it comes to medicine, it's the first thing that should be done before um, 
putting, you know, something into humans, I think. So I totally think that's a logical way of doing things, but I guess we'll see, you know? Um, So I also have a question about the whole fact that they've been really showing off this woman who was supposed to be the creator of the vaccine, Dr. Kizzy. mm -hmm. And so they've been like putting her, you know, like on all these different panels and news and websites and interviews. And they're just like, look, she wouldn't hurt you. Like she's black, like you guys are like, Mm -hmm. and I just, I have some, some, some issues with that. It, it's just, it's a little problematic. Um, she has over 10 years of like history in this type of like creating vaccines and stuff, but it just seems really odd that they're just like making her the face of all this to try to like quiet some of these people's concerns. And I, I'm not, I'm sure she wasn't the only one. I'm sure she was part of a whole team that worked on this, but they're choosing to show this one person of color because they know that people of color are more effect, affected more than people who aren't of color, right? Like in terms of deaths and having worse complications. So now they're like, okay, look, here's a black lady. She created this. You guys should feel better now. Why would she do this to kill you? And I, my response to that was not great, but I was just like, so you don't think that people can be told to be the face of something, even if they don't have anything to do with it. Like, exactly. we don't, we weren't in the lab in the trenches with her, you know, yeah. like, so what her paycheck looks like. I don't know <laughs> what you promised her. Like, why should I trust? It's the same thing with Obama, like where people are like, all of a sudden he's in office, then all the black people, you should be happy. Your racism is over now, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, that's not how that works at all. Look at where we are now. Ta-da. Yeah. Like, that's not how that works, but. I guess we'll see what happens. Um, but before, wait, you moved it. I did. <laughs> I wanted to start with something silly because I just, I hate starting, you know, I don't like sad things. So okay. I just moved some stuff. So to start with, um, we are going to start with chocolate snow. You know what? That's rude because typically the way that we do things, <laughs> is not introduced, starts off the topics and you did that so that you can talk about this <laughs> I did. I did. I hijacked the order. <laughs> like, she's not going to know. Fuck that. <laughs> Look what I said. I love it. I love it. No, go ahead. I love this story. So yeah, go for it. Have fun. So there was a small Swiss town uh, and they have a lint and spring. Oh, sprungly, sprungly factory. I don't know what that is. Um, but there was a minor defect in the venting, um, ventilation system, the cooling system for a line of roasted cocoa nibs. And so it literally was snowing chocolate. Can you imagine that, guys? Like you go outside, you open your mouth and it's fucking chocolate, bro. That's like every kid's dream. It really is. And I saw some of the pictures, small article. If you look around for it, it's like a small, like, you know, usually good news or fun news is not that easy to find, but like there are a couple articles on it. The pictures are pretty cute. There's like a car covered in like little specks of chocolate. And it's like, aww. <laughs> so not to be the negative Nancy. Um, Damn it. <laughs> but, but like, bro, okay. So like real talk true story though, like after that, like there's literal candy covering streets and homes and everything. Like, do they have a bug problem afterwards? If it's cocoa nibs and it hasn't been processed with sugar yet, it's bitter. Oh, uh, okay. And that's what I would think. That's my my argument about that is like, you should be fine. I mean, I would understand that like some animals are probably like licking certain things maybe, but it won't be like, I've got an ant problem because ants want the sweet stuff. They don't want the bitter shit. At least that's what I think. I don't know. You know that ants won't eat marshmallows? That's because they know better. It's made from gelatin. It's disgusting. They will not eat it. It was like my seventh grade science project. And the answer was no, they will not eat marshmallows. Even if you open them up, they would be like, no, thank you. 
really you did a project like that that's so good yeah you want to hear the one time I won really quick um in third grade I won first place in my science fair my mom helped me come up with this idea of um how fish thrive with different types of colors being surrounded by different types of colors so we got three or four different types of fish and we wrapped their bowls in um not like um, cardboard paper, but like see like that see-through paper. I forget like what it's crepe? called. Crepe? Maybe, I think so. And yeah, um, my, you know, I did the little study about it, how they acted each day for like a week or something like that and how they thrived. And then, yeah, I got first what, place. What was the color? I can't remember. Oh, I, man. I cannot remember. All I know is I have that little first place sticker still somewhere. And I love it whenever I come across it. I'm like, yes. I have never won first place for anything with science or math, but the one thing that I did always win first place for is really random, but I always won it for jumping rope. I was hey, really good at jumping hey, rope. That's my girl. Double Dutch. Get it, girl. Yes. That's that NYC in my blood. You know what? I never could learn how to double Dutch for some reason. My mom could do it. She tried to teach me so many times, but a lot of the times it was just me and her when I was younger. So we didn't really get a full chance for me to really learn how to do it. But I still hope that I'll learn how to do it one day. Good luck. I mean, I did roller derby. I still plan to do it. So why not? Hell yeah. Believe in yourself. (laughs) 2021 goals. 2021. I'm hoping that's the other reason I'm hoping this vaccine hurries up. Numbers go down because I would really like to get back to my shit of knocking people down. So the thing is about the vaccine, I have found a lot of people are like, yeah, I want it. I can't wait to get it. I can't wait to go back to living a regular life. And I'm like, well, you still have to wear a mask for like 30 days. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I don't know. That part does seem really great to not have to worry anymore. But yeah. I'm just so scared of like side effects, repercussions. What may happen? Is it secretly like some tracking device? Is it mind control? I don't know. I have a lot of questions. So we'll, okay. we'll, we'll, oh <laughs> we'll, we'll go back to that. All right, we'll figure it out when we go a little further. We'll we'll talk about it when when it comes around. So the next thing that we're going to talk about, and I see also why Doreen did this. um, So we're going to talk about the Beirut explosions really quick. Um, This happened in Lebanon, or Lebanon's capital city of Beirut. Around 6 p.m. on August 4th, right? These bombs start going off. I believe it was by a, what do you call it? A... um, a port, right? It was like for goods and stuff. I thought it was, a, yeah, it was by the port, but it was a fireworks factory. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the port is like for where the port is, like they have like an influx of like goods coming in or going out, what have you. Um, I remember when the news came out, we just, no one really knew what happened at first. They're just like bombs, like this is crazy. And like there was 204 deaths and 7,500 non-fatal injuries um, and 15 billion plus dollars worth of property damage. The blast was so large that it was felt in Turkey, Syria, Israel, Palestine, and parts of Europe. Sorry, Europe, 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 Euro, Giro, Gyro, Gyro, Hero, <laughs> and parts of Europe. And it was heard in Cyprus. Um, even in the US, the geological survey was able to detect it as a seismic event. It was a magnitude of about 3.3. So, yeah, it's considered one of the most powerful non nuclear explosions in history. Um, the reason that this was so devastating is one is because it's something that could have been avoided had the government handled the placement of storing explosives and chemicals, including nitrates, which are common components of fertilizers and explosives. It was definitely a huge failure on the part of their government. 
and um, it started a series of protests. Doreen, you look adorable. I love that you put your hair back. You look so cute. Thanks, boo. <laughs> and what came from that is the prime minister um, and the Lebanese cabinet resigned due to mounting political pressure, exasperated by the event. So um, yeah, it was just, it was a really sad thing that happened. Um, I'm not sure where they're at right now with it, but hopefully they're moving forward of, you know, rebuilding and putting their community back together. But um, yeah. It happened. It was crazy. But yeah, that was August 4th. So then in mid-September, something that is nowhere close to as important as what happened in Beirut, but was that Tequero Taco Bell um, got rid of their potatoes. Or how do you say them, Jabby? Potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this last time. We're like, who says potato? And then I said, people from Wisconsin. And you're like, really? I was like, I don't know anybody from Wisconsin. I still laugh about that. Like that, we recorded that a couple of weeks ago. And I still just like, <laughs> I'm so funny. I heard the recording and I start like, you know, I, I tell you all the time, I like when I'm editing, I hear us again. And that's like the jokes come up and I start laughing. Oh, I'm I was like, we're, we're kind of funny sometimes. And, but the thing is, we don't plan on it. This is just honestly how we speak on a regular basis. I think we're just naturally funny. It just- At least to each other. Yeah. Yeah. At least to each other and then to the people that know us. I mean, my friends think I'm pretty funny. My I think you're funny. My sister's listening to this recording right now. Summer, do you think I'm pretty funny? Most of the time. Damn, she's in most of the time. Savage life. And that is why you have sisters because sisters will keep it 100 with you. <laughs> Sometimes the, the jokes don't land, but listen. So one of my friends was talking about, like she's, I think she's one of the funniest people that I know. And I've always thought that I was like, she's fucking hilarious. Um, And her name is Tracy. Shout out to Trey if you're listening. But um, so she, her husband is a little bit quieter, but he's really funny too. And so she was saying like, she's like, you know, everyone always describes me as really funny. And he was like, you funny nah I wouldn't describe you that way and I died I was like you're so hilarious and she's like but my husband is like you're not funny at all like you're a good cook you're a great mom you're a great wife but like I wouldn't describe you as funny and it was just so crazy to me how like someone who has shared almost half of her life can have a completely different experience with her than we do so I get what you're saying like we can be funny with certain people and it may just not be that way for others or they just have different senses of humor yeah he also like died when I talked about the bag of potatoes like for him, that was the funniest thing I've ever did. I was drunk and there was a bag of potatoes and I was like, there's no holes in this bag. Like there normally is for potatoes. And he was like, what? So I started poking holes in the bag and I was like, save a potato, save a life. He, till this day, will still crack up about the fact that I try to save the potatoes and give them like air holes. <laughs> yeah, with you. But you know what? That is a concern for me. If the potato bag doesn't have holes in it. Thank you. And that you're right. It, it is weird. And you know what? If you notice, sometimes the ones that don't have the holes, they rot faster. They're the ones that have that little greenish tinge to them. And well, that, but the greenish tinge also comes from light. Yeah. You know that? Okay. Mm -hmm. I just learned that's that like a few months ago. Did you also know that potatoes can kill you? The whole thing. That's why, like, that's what that tinge can be. If you let it go on too much and you don't cut it out or it's too much, yeah, fucking knock you out. Anyways, but we're, this is why we're here about tomatoes, well, potatoes, right? <laughs> Listen. <Or> tomatoes? Sorry. <laughs> so I actually put this on the list and this was enraged me because this is what Taco Bell does, right? They say that they are helping the vegan and vegetarian communities by taking out potatoes and adding on more um, alternative protein options. So basically they're looking to partner with companies such as Beyond Meat, Impossible Meat, 
or whatever impossible burger whatever you call it right you know what i mean um that's not what we want and they've been re- and it's really funny because if you look online like with, i follow like you know of course these communities and um, these new news sources for you know vegan vegetarian groups and people are livid if you want the fucking potatoes put the potatoes back which is really funny because last year taco bell told business insider that the chain was going to avoid fake meat, meat options instead and focus on real plant-based options such as beets and potatoes then all of a sudden they turn around and they're writing, of course, the coattails of all the popularity of fake meats and Beyond Burger and all this bullshit. It's kind of like McDonald's. I don't know if you remember, but remember when kale came out like maybe five, six years ago and it was super popular, like the super food? Yes. It was it, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed, but I always pay really great attention to advertisement, but McDonald's came out with an advertisement and they were showing off like their burger and they're like, this isn't kale. This isn't, you know, doesn't taste like kale. Like basically putting it down super the new superfood down fast forward a few months or I believe a year later and they're like yep kale salad and blah 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 and you know amping it up and I'm like people need to pay attention pay attention because stay woke yep telling you they will clog your arteries just for clout so anyways I'm really pissed off talk about bring back the potatoes so what's the next one Starbucks wop I'm talking wop 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 so apparently Some wop-ass coffee. So apparently there is a Philadelphia location of Starbucks that decided to create a WAP coffee, which was white mocha, almond milk, pumpkin spice latte, which sounds like way too much, by the way. But also, Mm -hmm. I don't like pumpkin, so I'm not the best person to judge on that. But it was a WAP. That was their WAP. That was their version of it. Would you try it? No, I'm with you. White mocha, the, the mocha mixed with the pumpkin spice. I don't like the idea of that. Okay. That's I don't know if you me. saw my my warning glance. I was like, say something about white chocolate mocha and I will punch you in the face through the, through the computer. No, actually when I was eating like regular, when I used to eat like regular chocolate and stuff, I love white chocolate. Like that was the cookies and cream, the Hershey's cookies and cream thing was like my thing. So I, I, I will try just about anything if it's white chocolate. There's only one thing that completely failed for me and I just had it like a couple of days ago. Um, I've had the white chocolate, you know, the cookies and cream, of course, the white chocolate, Kit Kat, great white chocolate peanut butter cups not as great but definitely not terrible and then they had a white chocolate snickers the other day and I was like I'll try that it tasted like I don't like like a peanut had farted in my mouth um and (laughs) it was so nasty y'all like white chocolate snickers stay away I love white chocolate stay away from that shit it was trash she said the peanut it's what it tasted like I've just lost all control of what the rest of the show is about. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, so speak, speaking of Snickers, do you remember the Snickers ice cream bars? Do they still sell those? Um, They 100% do, yes. Those are amazing. I haven't had one since I was a kid, but holy shit. I remember that was, if I was going to have a Snickers, that's how I wanted it. I wanted the ice cream version. In Florida, I used to walk to like the convenience store, the corner store what do they call them gas stations Mm -hmm. and I would go and like get that or I would get there was another one it was like a cookie like sandwich thing um Mrs. Fields cookie sandwich ice cream sandwich that was amazing too oh my gosh yeah those are really good so I will say really quick um before we move to the next thing oh my god actually can I do the next thing because I just need to say it do it (laughs) um but before that so I my favorite type of ice cream 
are ice cream sandwiches. Just so you know, ice cream cake and ice cream sandwiches are my favorite. I love them. I don't know. There's something about it. I also love ice cream sandwiches. Um, but lately I've been on this like brownies with ice cream. I mean, I haven't had it in forever, but yeah, I went through that Girl. phase. But ice cream sandwiches used to always live in my fridge. That was like a staple for a long time. I have some now, but not on purpose. The Instacart lady gave me some like skinny cow ice cream sandwiches. I was like, oh. bitch, what you trying to say? First of all, fuck you. Secondly, thanks for the free shit, but. <laughs> I used to love those. It tastes and, good. Yeah. Like, they, I mean, I don't, I'm sure they changed the recipe by now, but like when they first came out, I used to get those things all the time. Um, shit. What are the other ones? But what? This is completely unrelated. So there's a picture that I can see of your husband and some other people. Did those people dress up as him yes. for Halloween? Yes. Oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Hold on, let me see if I can get it to enlarge for you. Well, that you just click awesome. the enlargement. You have to do it for you. So those were not the only people that oh did that. Gosh. I think those are just people at work. Um, he also had a friend um, in college, their last year of college that dressed up as him and I'll find the picture for you and it's a girl and it's fucking hilarious and she's got like drumsticks on her and like she was like there is actually a video of all this and they all got together and were all with their drumsticks and like tapping together <laughs> pretending to be him that's hilarious I just put it together I was like wait a minute wait yep. a minute okay yep. sorry random I love it moment. all right yep. so so now so, yeah, tell them Tell them, let them guys. Know. Okay, so you guys know the Backstreet Boys, okay? You know Backstreet Back. All right. Mm-hmm. I made Bill listen to a couple songs last night. I was feeling it. Um, but Nick Carter has a little brother named Aaron Carter. Aaron Carter. And listen, um, a little wild, a little wild child. But this year on September fourth, this boy decided to make his porn debut. He did this through a thing called cam soda and it says that the rep said that carter will quote eat bananas teasingly and peel some with his feet close quote during the stream and according to metro uk carter filmed himself showering and playing the guitar completely nude for his debut appearance nobody wants to see that sir I saw his like picture where he's like all right guys I'm going live in a few hours and it's like him he's taking like a bathroom selfie of like his abs and stuff and I was just like this is this is gonna be weird I'm uncomfortable like I didn't see it but I was just like wow this is crazy um but this actually came a few months after his fiance her name is Melanie began making content on cam soda as well and he actually freaked out on her over her porn debut and wouldn't allow her to have her computer. So he came around to the idea after that and decided, I guess I'll join you. So pretty much what happened was he saw that check come in and was like, you know what? On mm. second thought, it's really not that bad. Let's go ahead and get this crackhead money and, mm. uh, you know, make make that thing thing. So, okay. Literally crackhead money. Um, mm-hmm. Listen, so I just had to say that the fact that Aaron Carter made a porn debut this year. <laughs> Part of the crazy shit that happened this year. I remember I saw that and I was like, this is not the real world. (laughs) Well, I feel like 2020 has made a lot of people who you wouldn't think into like semi porn stars because of all these like cam sites and these only fan pages. And like, there was a girl who got on line and was like, you guys, I literally just got paid. I think she said $700 
to stick her foot into a jar of peanut butter. They did not want to see her face. They didn't want any of that. Just took her foot, put in some peanut butter on live. And that was it. $700. I was like, so... I mean, I still wouldn't do it, but like, damn, I get it. Like, I get it. There are people who will pay money just for the silliest, you know, things, but nonetheless. That's the conversation we were having a few days ago. Remember we were talking about the guy on 90 Day Fiance? And you're like sending a picture and you're like, that's like, I guess like, because I've heard of it before and I've seen like, um, I remember on that United States of Terra, like the daughter at one point was doing stuff like that. And I just know that there's just weird shit out that out there that people will pay for. People will pay for used underwear. They'll pay for used socks. They'll pay for hair ties. Yeah. Did you hear about the hair ties one? I haven't heard about that. Yeah. They, it's like, you know, when your hair gets caught up in the hair tie, you can't really get it out. Girls, yeah. this is for you. People will pay you for that. Or men who have hair, longer hair, and used hair, hair things. Oh, yeah. Guys, too. Mm-hmm. That happens. But yeah, people will pay for that shit. Um, all right, go ahead. So the next thing comes on September the 10th. So I'm actually going to cover the next two topics because they're kind of semi-related. So first was a professor that lied about being Black. Um, Her name was Jessica Krug. And the resignation happened after a backlash from Krug's essay, which was called The Truth and the Anti-Black Violence of My Lies. And so in that, she admitted to masquerading as North African, African African-American, and quote-unquote Caribbean-rooted Bronx Blackness. So throughout her adult life and career, she said that she was Black and had all this different, like, cultural background, which explained why her look was not really quite fitting into the typical stereotype. But Mm -hmm. again, being Black is not just one thing or one way, so people accepted her because, you know, why lie, right? You're a professor. Um... Come to find out, uh, Miss Jessica is actually white, Jewish, and from Kansas City. Ma'am, have a seat. Have a seat. (laughs) These are all of the seats. (laughs) Just, and so the next, well, our next topic comes from September 17th. So not even a week after this whole thing comes out. So really quick. So did you read the part about what she said? She's a culture vulture. Oh, yeah. So she said, I am not a culture vulture. She wrote that I am a culture leech. I thought it was interesting. I read a a bit of the essay and the next person that you're going to mention. And it was just kind of strange. It was, I don't know how I feel about it. Let's talk, let's talk about this other chick and then let's discuss. So there was also a student at the University of Wisconsin-Madison Um, And she apologized about lying about being a person of color. The apologies came after an anonymous post on Medium accused Vitolo Haddad of misleading people about about her racial and ethnic identity. She actually commented on the Krug situation, calling her a Kansas cracker. And I mean, she is from Southern Italy and has Sicilian heritage. So she went onto that lady's page and to call that lady a Kansas cracker while also masquerading as a person of color like what is wrong with you guys I think that's one of those cases where someone lies for so long that they actually start to believe their lie and they forget that they're lying yep yep it is it's fucking crazy I almost feel like it's about clout right at this point I think that while it's important for them to come to the truth and just be like you know what this is what I've been doing blah 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 I feel like they almost are doing it to get recognition to get that pat on the back 
and publicly and say, you know what, I'm publicly putting myself out there, blah, 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 so that they can get some kind of attraction because they saw maybe what happened with Rachel Dozel. And um, I believe there's someone else that was in the news as well that did that. And I feel like that's where they're going with it right now. It's not truly about coming out with the truth and being, you know, to themselves. It's about, can I stir up some controversy? Can I um, use this as a way to garner um, a career the next part of my life, which is what Rachel Dozel kind of did, right? She did the Netflix thing. I believe she has a book or she did have a book coming or something. So mm-hmm. I she think it's just hair for a little while. Yeah. I think it's just a way at this point for these people that have been doing this to just, you know, make some extra cash. Well, okay. I can't, I can't necessarily say that. Um, I do, I do think that sometimes people really just, they don't like who they are. And they want to adopt an identity that fits better into how they see themselves and not necessarily how other people see them. Um, And so I I don't, I feel like it's a hard thing to say. I mean, we don't really get that option. We don't get the right to choose, you know? And so it, it makes it difficult when you see others that can capitalize on a situation by pretending to be a person of color to further their career and things like that. And so- but sometimes, I mean, look, go to any hood, you know, go to any like trap and you'll find, you know, a person who's not of color who really identifies with that culture. But the problem is like there was a case in California a few years ago where there was a black kid. I think he had, they called, they called it like affluenza. Do you remember that whole thing? No. A white guy. So there was a, a white boy. He was raised like he was a rich white kid you know, family grew up with money. And then he decided that he wanted to basically play gangster and start hanging out with a bunch of like gangbangers. And then they went and did like a drive-by shooting that killed someone. And he was arrested as part of that group. And when the judge put him in front of him, he basically was just like, your parents didn't teach you what could happen if you, you know, if if you went down the wrong path, but we're not going to sentence you the same way we're sentencing all, all these other black kids that were with you because you, you come from a good family. They just spoiled you and didn't teach you right from wrong. So you're good. Go on probation. Everyone yep. else in the car got sentenced to jail time. Yep. Yep. Of course. So that's the problem is that when you play pretend you're not held accountable the same way everybody else is but it's hard I mean people feel like they're not the right sex in the right body and they feel like they you know I I get to choose who I am now yeah and I'm not disagreeing with that at all and I think that people should get to choose who they are but when it comes to race it's a lot more complicated I think so too and I think you hit the nail on the head like I've thought about that too about how people you know switch gender and things like that and I'm totally on board with it I support it however you feel that you were meant to be you're meant to be but I feel like when you identify with a culture so much that you decide that you're going to pretend to be another culture, that's that's too far. It's too much. You can support and you can be a part of that culture and be around that culture, but don't sit there and tri- like trivialize who you are as a person um, and where you come from either. Like I used to have a roommate. She would code switch between her white friends and her black friends. And it offended me so much because I personally, um, for the most part, I mean, I did realize, I told Bill, like, I think I do code switch, obviously, when I talk to my Black friends, but it's not super heavy or anything like that. It's just, you know, but it is code switching nonetheless, but I still generally talk to people how I talk to everyone, right? Um, But for that in particular, the way that she did it, it was almost like she was patronizing to, to, to us. And I was like, don't, and her boyfriend or her husband, I don't know what he is now, whatever, girl, do some drama, but listen, 
white people came around and all of a sudden she got like this fake country accent this fake like mm-hmm, neck roll like all this stuff and i was like god you fucking suck but a part of that could be like borderline personality disorder where you mm-hmm. take on the characteristics of the people that you're around mm-hmm. um as and it's it's not something that you really can have control over so it gets it's complicated it's complicated yeah. man do you be who you are but just you know, I say if you're trying to pretend to be something else to get clout or to further advance your career, or if you're trying to sell products and be like, oh, we're a black owned business, like don't, don't do those things for, for gain. Yeah. Do it because that's truly what you feel like you are. And you want to identify as the person that you see inside, you know, even if others can't see it. Oh, that's beautiful. You're really good at like giving like good speeches and stuff. You know, what's crazy. I cannot repeat a single thing that I just said. Don't even remember it. It just, <laughs> it just. It just flows out of my mouth. They'd be like, what did you say? No, no idea. No, None but thank you. I'll take it. Thank you. You know, those great conversations you have with your friends. That's how the Ebenistas got started. We kept having all these great conversations and we really wanted to share it with others. With people talking more and more on video and on the phone than they ever have been. Keep in mind that podcasts are really just conversations that you're having with a silent audience. So why not use Squadcast to start your own podcast? Have you been listening to the Ebenistas like, I could do that? Yeah, you can, girl. Or guy, whatever. Visit Ebenistas' sponsored page and start your free trial today. They make it easy. So even if you're just a beginner looking to try something new, Squadcast is for you. So I'm actually going to skip this next one because I feel like it's a big one. So okay. I'm going to save it for the end, like a little later. Okay. But okay. I'm actually going like to skip that. around really quick. Um, so... Um, the Rihanna Fenty show that came out in October, her second one. Um, this one got, you know, obviously Rihanna is like leading the way. And I mean, like crushing places like Victoria's Secret and all these places that glamorize like just this typical runway model look of white girls and no diversity whatsoever. Uh, She is also very size inclusive, which a lot of celebrity lines are not. And so I love that. Like she shows realistic bodies. She has like all these different sizes on her Fenty line and it's dope. So yeah, go. And not just women, men too. Yeah, That show, like they, she had fit men. She had dad bods. She had bigger guys. She had just super skinny guys, like everything. So the the show is beautiful, all inclusive. It wasn't as good as the one that I think she did the first time around. Um, I'm not necessarily a fan of the music that she puts on there. You know, a lot of it is just boring, popular radio music that I think happens and artists. But I will say that there are some parts that are absolutely beautiful. She did get in trouble twice, though, about it. Um, One of the songs called Doom was created by a producer named, I, I don't know how to say her name, but I'm gonna, it sounds like Poco. I wonder if it's just, she spelled it differently or Cuckoo, Chloe, that samples um, a hadith, um, which is a sacred Islamic text. You know, they got into trouble for that. Um, the producer and Rihanna for not doing their research and realizing that this could be offensive to another culture. Um, so basically, the if you don't know the details of that, text. Um, it refers to what Muslims believe to be a record of the words, actions, and silent approval of Islamic prophet Muhammad. Hadith have been co- has been called the backbone of Islamic civilization, and within that religion, the author- authority of Hadith as a source of religious law and moral guidance ranks second only to that of the Quran. So this is very, you know, important to them. I don't know, Green, what do you, how do you feel about that? I mean, like, people use other 
types of religion in their art and expression all the time. So I'm not sure. Um, so I think of um, like Jay Electronica, right? He's one of the like a famous rapper and he's Muslim. And like he starts his song with Alhamdulillah. Like he literally starts it off with Muslim text. So it's like I, I feel like we're in a place now where people are just trying to criticize everything. I don't think that she purposely put this out there like that. It wasn't something that she would have known about because like you said, it's a secret text. So it's not something that she probably knew about. Oh, sorry. I thought you said secret. Mm -hmm. Sacred text, but she's not Muslim. So she wouldn't have known that. And Mm -hmm. to like, I think it's one of those things that she kind of stumbled into it. And she probably had a creative director that just thought it was dope and, you know, ended up offending people. And she apologized for it immediately. Yeah, she did. We are going to offend someone somewhere, no matter how we try to create something like there's always going to be someone that has an issue with it. And I think that overall she did a good job. And I, and I am sorry for those people that she offended by putting out their sacred text. Like that was of course a no, no, but I think it was unintentional. So. Yeah. 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 I think, I think similar as you, like, I also think of it sometimes like personally, I find some kind of beauty in other people's cultures and religion at times. So do Uh, I. I really do. And I think that there are certain um, scriptures and certain sayings and um, that just really resonate on a worldly level. And it doesn't have to just be you're a part of that religion to feel affected by it. And so I'm not sure it like it's almost feels like them saying like this is ours and no one else can have a feeling towards it. No one else can have a connection towards this and, and no one else can express that. If a person of um, Muslim faith had done that, had used it, would it be okay? Like, is that the question to ask? Like, but I also think of it as sometimes um, kind of like the um, traditional Indian headdress. You know, personally, I don't agree with other people wearing it either. I feel like it's something that I really don't know how I feel. Like, I, I don't know how to say how I feel about it, but I just don't agree with it. I don't think it looks good. I don't, as far as like, it, it almost feels like you're wearing you're literally wearing someone else's culture, obviously, right? The Indian, you know, in um, costumes, Mexican costumes, things like that. So if I'm against that, then why not be against someone using someone else's sacred text and music? So it's kind of tricky, right? Like It's cultural appropriation, no matter how you look at it. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's intentional. Like if you go out and buy the costume and the headdress, knowing the times that we're in, like, it's like, come on, guy, you know, do better. Yeah. Um, but this was a time that I felt like it was still cultural appropriation. So at the end of the day, she was still wrong for doing it, not doing her research. But I'm sure this was just Rihanna that sat on the throne. and was just like, you do everything that I say. Like, she, she's part of a team, a larger team that put this yeah. vision together. So I feel like someone probably dropped the ball somewhere and not doing their research. And, and you know, but as long as they make make strides to change it and to not do it again. I'm okay. It's a, it's an educational misstep. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I totally agree. All right. So what's the next one? So I want to do used condom sales. That's right, guys. You heard me. Um, so on September 24th, an article came out from Vietnam uh, when the police in Vietnam confiscated, listen to this number, an estimated 345,000 used condoms which had been cleaned and resold as new. A woman detained during the bus told police that the used prophylactics, oh man, used prophylactics, damn, I can't say that word. Try again. Ready? Ready? Okay. A woman detained during the bus told police that the used prophylactics were first boiled in water, 
then dried and reshaped on a wooden phallus before being repackaged and sold. So the question still remains that like there was a, where were they getting all these used condoms? Like what? 345,000? Like who is out here doing things like this? Did you, did they go through the trash? They said a lot of them were from one donor, but they weren't sure where the rest of them were from. That's wild. I want to hear, where do you think those condoms came from? Right. I have a theory. Nothing? I got nothing. So I think that they, you know, so in certain other countries, prostitution, brothels and things are a little more prevalent than they are. They're not as mainstream as they are here, right? Uh, or they, mm-hmm. sorry, they're more mainstream over there than they are here. It's kind of part of their cultures in some places. I think that they probably had like a collaborative effort with some of these establishments that they would pool their condoms at the end of the night, give them to them, you know, and then they would boil them or whatever. That's just yeah, in exchange for a little extra that. cash. Yeah, that, yes. that's actually a really interesting way to look at it. And I wouldn't doubt it if that was true either. Yeah, you're right. How would you get that many otherwise? Yeah, you're right. You're right. And how that quickly and to keep it going, like, fell. Listen, but if you boil it, here's now the question: What happens when you just boil it? Does it doesn't it mess up the integrity of like the condom and all that stuff once it's used? Like, isn't that the whole point of not reusing a condom? Yeah, buddy, that part. Like, fucking gross. Fucking Disgusting. gross. But I remember. I did. Remember, did you send me that article? Yes. Yes, I oh did. Oh my god, <laughs> I just never see that. And I was like, this is what. No, you're like that's spam. That can't be real. I was like, girl, I researched it. It's real. 2020 strikes again. Strikes again. Um, here's a quick fun one. Um, and I got this from Business Insider. Estee Lauder did a NASA photo shoot. Yeah, for this skincare serum that they had. I don't know how in the year 2020, went to the base and we're like, we're going to do a photo shoot. You, I want you to imagine what like the room looked like when someone like proposed that idea. Like, how do we take our brand to the next level? We should go to space. Like, were you on drugs when you suggested that? Like, were you high? Like, I feel like someone wasn't quite a hundred percent sober when they were like, "We should do a beauty photo shoot in space." That that's no. that's that's the next step. There was a lot of execs in the room on cocaine at that point. They were yeah. doing their thing, like how rich people sugar. do. Yeah. Yes, it says. Okay, hold on. On here on the Washington Post, it said S.A. Lauder paid NASA one hundred twenty-eight thousand dollars for this photo shoot. Um. They'll be used on social media with the company planning to auction one bottle off for charity when the items return to Earth this spring. What? I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't, I don't want that. I don't want it. I don't. Really? I would, if I had the cash for it and I was rich, I would totally get face serum from space. But it just went to space and came back. Like it's probably expired by now. Wait, why would it be expired? Because most of those products expire after like a year. Yeah, but it doesn't take a year to go to and back from space. I mean, I guess it depends on where in space you're going. If you're going to like the moon or something. I mean, I thought, I'm so confused. How long does it take to get to the moon? Oh, I was like, please don't ask me. Please don't ask me. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> How long? But on a lot of the movies I watch, they're gone for like months to like a couple years. So I'm basing this off of like, movie time so I don't know let me look exactly but the thing is is that when you hear about like some of these takeoffs and stuff like that not all of them go on for super long I mean at least I don't think so I could be wrong I'm not a rocket scientist but I do know one and that's pretty cool at least I used to so that was Estee Lauder Doreen is looking up 
I know a rocket scientist too. You do? Is it fun? He he crazy. He crazy. Oh, okay. I just think it's fun because it's like by proxy, I feel smart, but I'm not. Well, not no. in that area. It took four days. The photo shoot? Four days to get to the moon. The fuck? Y'all, I need to stop getting my facts from movies is really the lesson that I just learned. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, they literally, it's a it's a drive across the country, basically. So, in other feminine news, mm-hmm. again, wait, wait. Uh, a lot of people do wear makeup, so let me take that back. In feminine news, um, Scotland. Wait. No. Wait. What? You said in feminine news, and then you said wait. A lot of women. Let me take that back. In feminine news. No, I said not everyone, not all women wear makeup. There are other sexes and non-sex mm-hmm. people that wear makeup. So I was like, wait, I can't just say that makeup is feminine. Okay. That's what okay. Oh, I got you. I got you. Okay. Sorry. So specifically about feminine hygiene products, Scotland decided to do something for the first time ever and give these products away for free. So- I had this conversation with one of my male friends the other day and they were just like, why are they giving away for free? I was like, okay, so when you walk into a bathroom, what do you need to use the bathroom? And if it's a public restroom and he's like, I don't know, maybe toilet paper, some soap. It's like, right. And that's provided for you. I said, we have other needs in the bathroom that aren't provided for us. And now a lot of these bathrooms don't even have those little vending machines. So why not? Like, it's really hard. I said, especially for like homeless people, people who have to pick between buying a box of tampons and eating sometimes. Yeah. It's yeah. I was like, it should be free. We don't, we don't get to choose this. No, we didn't. We did not. And it's, this is again, the way that the patriarchy works, right? It's this whole thing of like, can I capitalize off of your body and off of your being? And it's bullshit as I love that word. Cause I think a lot of things are bullshit. Um, it's, it's unfair. Like we did not choose this. They act like we're doing this on purpose. Like we can't control our periods, like legit the amount of miseducation that is out there. Have you ever read those Buzzfeed things? And it's like the information that men give to other women about what their periods are and what it should be. Wow. Wow. They so really think they, they know, they really think we control this. So there was a TikTok, a, well, a series of TikToks where guys, girls went to their guys and they're like, where do you think, what do you think happens with the pad? What do you think we do with it? And they're like, you stick it to your vagina and then like, it just absorbs the, bl- and they were like, you think we stick the pad to our vagina? Like, yeah, I mean, where else would it go? And like, they just couldn't understand the concept of how a pad worked. And wow. then they would keep on guessing. And finally she's like, we stick it to our underwear and that, and they were like, oh, and now there's a new set of TikToks where girls take tampons and they put it in, in water to show their boyfriends what happens with the tampons. Yeah. And they're just like, that happens inside of you? Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah. It's not great. Yeah, it does. It expands. And depending on what kind of um, product you use, I mean, all of it's uncomfortable. All of it is inconvenient. And it's expensive. Like, it fucking sucks. Um, Are we going to talk about the fact that tampons can kill you and yes. maim you? No, yes. we're not going to talk about that? Yes. No, we're going to talk about, yeah, like literally toxic shock syndrome. Did you see, I remember the first, and because it, it doesn't happen very often, it is a rare condition that ends up happening. But one of the first articles I read about this happening was maybe two or three years ago, some girl overseas, I think she was like 16, 17, she died exactly from that, some toxic shock syndrome, just putting in a fucking tampon. And yeah, so, there was some model who said that she was on like an extended photo shoot or something like that. And she just 
didn't get a chance to change for a while. And then she ended up losing like an arm and a foot or something like that from it. Yeah. It's not a joke. We literally risking our lives just to soak up that stuff. So I will have to say though, I have been really happy to see that in the last few years or so, there are some alternatives that are coming out and that have been out. Um, I don't care. I personally use a cup and you really got to be comfortable. I praise it because I save so much money a year. Um, the way that they're made. So you save money. Um, you do have to be very comfortable with your body to use it. Um, but it to each their own, you know, um, a lot of things have evolved since then. Now there's absorbing, um, like underwear. Um, yes, I have no idea how that works. I'm scared. Should we try it? No. Should we try it? Give it a go. I'll do it. I'll give it a go. Let's find a company. Let's find a company that we both like. Um, they know they have different types. They have like boy shorts. They have regular underwear, thongs. Boy shorts all, all day. Boy right? shorts all day. Me too. Yeah. Boy shorts and cheekies. I love yes! those cheekies. Me too. So fun fact, Jabby and I have the same weird skull bra. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we do. I told you it's so cute. All right. It is cute. Anyway. Now that we've talked about our bodies. But yeah, <laughs> um, listen, the rest of the world, get with it. This is what we need. Stop taxing us at least take out the taxes. Like, come on, we got to get taxed for being female. This is called, actually, it's a thing. It's called the female tax. Female tax, yeah. Our deodorant is more, our shampoo and conditioners are more. A lot of products that are specifically marketed toward women are more expensive for no reason. And even tampons now are like, what, like eight to $9 a box? A box. And they never sell what you need in one box. They're just like, you can either have light and regular, that's it. Or you can have super, extra super, or big old pussy like tampons like and there's no in between on that shit man like it, it I'm sorry I normally do not talk about this kind of stuff but I am so upset I feel like we have failed women as a society <laughs> like we just no patriarchy is fucking sick like for all the you know we talked about this previously like this whole weird thing where they praise women half ass and it's like you're our mothers and like you're the givers of life and in the same breath they're just like but your place is in the kitchen. You can't do anything else. You're not smart enough for this. You're not gonna- You're so like, emotional. You don't have control of your emotions. Get out of your feelings and just- A woman can never be president because she'd be too emotional. What, if she's on her period, we'd be at risk every month. Did you, people have actually said that about Hillary. I remember yeah. they said that about Hillary and about other women running for president. And I was like, how fucking dare you? <laughs> like, wow. Okay, here's a problem though, Jabby. As much as I'm like, fuck you guys. How dare you insult women like that? But I get a little crazy too, like in a way that I don't really have a lot of control. But not, I don't think, I think there's a separation of things, right? Of course. Like it doesn't impact my job. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That is one thing. You do not change. Your professional life does not change. I have not come across any time in my career working with people in an office anywhere where they're period where they were like, you know what? I was off my game today. It's my fucking period. I've never heard that. I've heard people say I need to call out and take a day because, you know, you know, they'll text me and just say, Hey, like, I'm going to say this, like, I'm sick, obviously, like I'm in pain, but, um, it was never like, I missed, I've messed up on this document or something because of my period. Like that does not happen. Like it's not a thing. So I follow the people that think that. So all right, next one, because we're kind of crazy. We're feminists, in case you haven't picked up on that. Oh, not at all. Um, so this is fun. So around LAX, this happened twice. 
a Chinese Airlines crew reported seeing what appeared to be someone in a jetpack at an approximate altitude of 6,000 feet. Oh, shit. Um, this, um, and then another plane, which was American Airlines flight, they were actually the first to report a guy in a jetpack at the plane's altitude of 3,000 feet above LAX on September 1st. The aircraft's crew said that the man was about 30 yards from the aircraft, and about 10 minutes later, another plane spotted the same person. So that was from CNN, actually. I don't know, actually, the update on that and if they found who the person was or what's going on, but someone out there is messing around on their jetpack. How's the feet in the air? So that reminded me of something else that's been happening or that's going to happen uh, supposedly tomorrow. So mm-hmm. there's been a whole bunch of stuff going on um, mm-hmm. in like black news where they say that black people are going to get superpowers on December 21st, 2020. Have you heard about this? No, that's amazing. Yeah. So people have been practicing. They're like, you know, you got to learn this. You got to do this. You got to be ready. December 21st, we'll wake up. You know, we're going to have superpowers. So they're saying that it's because the planets are all supposed to like align. And it's going to be like the December solstice. Mm -hmm. And so they're saying that we're going to get, uh, we're going to get superpowers. I don't, I mean, it's just a joke, but it's just really funny. But yeah, December 21st. So if we wake up tomorrow, we got superpowers. What what, what power would you want? I was just going to ask you that. Um, I would want a couple, unfortunately, like I, because there's different reasons for different ones. Right. Um, But I would love the power to, okay, wait, are we talking about kind of, um, I was going to say extraterrestrial powers, but I I don't know how to say this. So are we talking about like basic powers? The only thing that you can do is like within, I guess, quote unquote, human capacity, or can we travel through time and space? Like, can we have powers like that? Because like Dr. What's-His-Fates can do that. You know what I'm talking about from Marvel? I forgot his name. I forgot his name too. Oh my God, we're terrible. He had his own movie. Dr. Dr. Strange. Strange, right? He can travel. Well, not quite. Dr. Strange was able to pull power from alternate universes. Oh my God, I'm such a nerd sometimes. Let's do he this. Was, <laughs> he was able to pull power from, um, from alternate universes that allowed him to be able to do certain things. But he was able to do spells, incantations and stuff that gave him the ability to use certain objects to like go back and forth in time. But it wasn't necessarily him. It was the objects that he had and like the the use of these certain like motions that he would use okay. in order to unlock those things. Yeah, he didn't actually have power. He was able to tap into these uni- these other universes. So watch the movie again, and they they explain it really really detailed. It's kind of hard to follow if you've only watched it once. You kind of have to really pay attention. And then over the course of like all the Avenger movies, they kind of delve into it a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I can't watch it very much. Actually, the first time I saw it, um, I have really bad uh, motion sickness, and I have. Um, was it trichophobia or whatever it is? I've had it since I was a kid. I'm not here for the bandwagon. So fuck everybody else that wants to try and say I am. I'm not. I've had it since I was a child. It sucked. Um, it's a fear of holes and or clusters of holes. But um, <laughs> I hate you. Green is being very inappropriate right now. <laughs> um, so um, the first time I saw it, actually, um, I went with Bill and another friend of ours when we were visiting in Tampa. And I had to leave the theater because I got motion sickness like 20 minutes into the movie. Like I legit like was going to throw up in the middle of the movie just because of all of, you know, the hand thing where they start doing like the weird 
optical yeah. and stuff. It literally made me dizzy. I had mm. I missed the entire movie the first time. Um, I was it was like a, a cumulative of just my phobia and like all this stuff is happening at once, and I just couldn't hang. My friend ended up watching it by herself, and I felt really bad that we couldn't watch it. But it was sweet. He came and he stayed in the car with me while I was sick. So. Aw, that's yeah. nice. But yeah, he's a anyways, keeper. So wait, the whole question was, what power do you want? And I guess my power is I would like the power to travel through time and space kind of thing. I'm a Doctor Who person. So I I want, I would say I want like Jean Grey's powers, but she has that crazy phoenix inside her and Ooh. that bitch is crazy, yeah, she is. but she's powerful. So I would say I want, oh, what's a new girl? Captain Marvel. I want her powers. What is that one? Isn't she like Superman, but like different? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, okay. Yeah. I feel it. Um, she's the Superman cool. of the Marvel universe because Superman was DC. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like it. I like her. I think she's great. Brie Larson is like a really great actress. I love her. So, okay, guys. So that is also happening in December. Black people are getting superpowers tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> in New Orleans, there was a super spreader event after 41 people tested positive for coronavirus. 200 people got tested when they checked in for a weekend of brown chicken, bow, wow, group love. It was a swingers event. They required that everyone get tested, but by the time they made it to the event, 41 people tested positive after they spent a whole weekend of just like, I said a bang, bang, a bangity bang. I said a bang, bang, bangity bang. And yeah, there they go. (laughs) Yes. You just added this because I did not see this before. It was on there. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's so weird. Yeah, people weird? just stop it. Just stop it. Just stop doing it. It's not worth Swingers it. Swingers got to swing, man. The orgasm is not worth it. <laughs> for yourself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> orgasm was worth it. It was worth it. Listen, I got coronavirus. It was just the ultimate orgasm. Group love. It was amazing. Oh, cool. <laughs> I think we have like... Yeah, we got like one more thing and then we are almost No, we have a couple, actually. We skipped a couple and I'll tell you one of them. Um, And this is one that is not like a huge deal, like whatever, but I just thought it was really interesting and it brought up conversation um, about marriage, um, bisexuality, things like that. But congratulations. Um, Niecy Nash got married to the love of her life and- First of all, can I just say her wife is adorable. Her wife, her name is Jessica Betts. And apparently she's a musician. So I haven't heard any of her music yet, but I'm excited to listen to it. I, since I just found out, it looks like she's a pretty talented person. Um, but they're both beautiful. You know, Niecy Nash, congratulations. Congratulations to both of you. But the big thing I remember is like a lot of people commented and they were just like, wasn't she married to a man before, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, listen, it's okay it's okay. She could like both. She can do whatever she wants. She can fall in love with whoever she wants to. And that is okay. And it's beautiful. So they said that her marriage, she was actually married to a comedian. Um, They lived in different cities because she was traveling all the time for her show and everything else. But they said ultimately what drove them apart was all of the plastic surgery that she had been having. He felt like she was unrecognizable and they, and then that on top of the distance and everything else kind of drove that final wedge in between them and then a few months later she ended up getting married to this woman which was a surprise for a lot of people because a lot of people didn't realize that she was bisexual and maybe she wasn't we don't know it's not our business 
She's happy. She's in love. More power to her. Hooray. Huzzah. They're saying that she got plastic surgery. I, I'm looking at something that says that she's never done it, possibly. But Black don't crack. That's a problem when I'm just, like, skeptical about... I'm sorry. I'm skeptical when Black people say... They may suggest that they get... Certain women get plastic surgery because Black don't crack. We just age really nicely, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know. Has she really gotten... You think she's she did it? Some people have said that, like... It looked like she's had some enhancements to her breasts and to her ass. And some people don't consider that plastic surgery. They're just like, well, I didn't add anything or remove anything. So I just kind of enhanced what I had. Some mm-hmm. people will, will kind of describe it that way. Or if they take fat from one area and move it to another, people will, that's not really plastic surgery. So it just depends on the definition. She has never spoken out publicly and said that she has had plastic surgery. Yep. So... I don't, but a lot of people say that they have it. A lot of celebrities say that. Like Kylie Jenner, remember? She was like, I didn't get my lips done. Duh. Oh, God, Obviously please, you did. bitch. Yeah, you did. You didn't even have an upper lip before. Shut up. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. That was really mean. But, like, that shit really fucking bothers me. Like, yeah, doing her thing. She's she's one of those people that just, her curves are just amazing. On her. Girl. Yeah, and you know what? Man. I hope I get those curves when I get older. Like, pal. Yeah, she is. She's thick. thick. You don't know where that song is from, but no, I don't. I like the way where we're going with it. Anyways, so what's our next one? What's this? Okay, so the next one will be uh, so 2020. This is actually kind of scary for me because the year has been so wild that I'm just like, uh oh, is this the right time? But a lab was finally able to grow no kill meat that is going to be sold for the first time. the chicken bites produced by the U.S. company Eat Just have passed. They just passed a safety review by the Singapore Food Agency, and the approval could open the door to a future when all meat is produced without the killing of livestock. So we'll see what happens. I don't like it. I don't like it. If you're going to eat the meat, eat the fucking meat. Okay. I know some people could say that vice versa about vegan alternatives and things like that, but those things are literally made from plants. Like they're this. This is it grown. Just- in a lab yeah and that is my concern it's like mm, i don't want it i don't want it i, I don't, don't. Like that. that sounds really weird did they show a picture of it let me see this article and that's that's the other thing that maybe we'll have a whole like conversation on this like thing about it but the whole thing that people are like um there was this lady there's this lady i follow i have a lot of respect for her she's a vegan chef it looks fantastic um chef Babette? She, yeah but she was doing this thing, she put this video on Instagram where she was reading off the ingredients of this brand Gardein. And she was like, ooh, she's like, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. Like these ingredients, whatever, these really long names. And she's like, I don't know, guys. I don't know if I want to put all this in my body, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I totally understand. I am a label reader as well. But the biggest thing that people miss when they are reading labels of some of these companies, and not saying that all companies don't have things in them, vegan or not, that you shouldn't be putting in your body um, ultimately. But a lot of those big words are just fancy words for things that are super simple. Um, things that are like extrin, like the end in extrin or extrose kind of thing. Those are sugars. They're just different types of sugars from different plants. Um, but she was just going on and on. And um, me and this other girl made like a comment. We were just like, well, it's not really fair like um, to make you know a comment like this and you don't even know what the products are. Like, at least explain what the words are. If you're going to do this, you know, putting fear into people um, about a product can d- deter them from trying it rather than you just saying what the product, and I looked it up and I was like, most of the things that you mentioned that you're like, I don't know what this is. 
they're perfectly fine. They're things that you find even in non-vegan foods. So that's that. I, the, this, this makes me nervous. It really does, but it is what it is. I think we're down to our last one. Yeah, we are. What you got, Javi? I'm so excited. I'm so glad that you're letting me do this. Do it, Guys. girl. Do it. Guys. And no, wait. Care. No, no, no. You got to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to do it, girl. I just oh. was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking about it, girl. I'm not going to do it. I'm just thinking about it. I'm just thinking about it. She did it. Or she's about to do it. Do it, girl. Do it. Listen, guys. The greatest thing to happen in 2020, and it happened by accident, quote unquote, but I truly do think it happened by accident because seriously, I feel like you guys know what I want to talk about. The Chris Evans picture. It, listen, it happened on September 12th. Um, it was an accidental upload of his, what is it, from his phone, like his feed a screenshot that ended up getting accidentally uploaded to it's to Twitter or something like that. Of course, anytime you, Twitter is so quick. Anytime you upload something like that or something celebrities do, people automatically will snap it. And guys, there was a picture. If you paid close attention in that, those, uh, what is it? The, the bunch of pictures that were there in that gallery. And it was Chris Evison's penis. It was, listen, I needed to figure, I found out because I was trying to figure out why is Chris Evans trending all of a sudden. And then I was like, what is happening? Like, what's going on? And then I saw an article and it was like, you know, accidental dick pic. And I was like, what? <laughs> Did you see it? I saw it because I was like, you sent it to me. And I was like, wait, I don't see anything. Oh my God. Okay, Chris. All right. Welcome to the, welcome to the picnic. Welcome to the family barbecue. Like you are invited. <laughs> It's official. We would like to take Chris Evans over onto the black side. Like he clearly has some parts of him that already belong there. Oh my God. So not only is it America's ass, but it's America's, you know, I deleted that picture though. I didn't share it. I felt bad too. Like me and my sister talked about it because it was an accidental thing. And the whole idea is privacy, right? But at the same time, like, is it privacy? Like you uploaded it, you know, even if even if it was by accident, even though you deleted it and all that stuff, it's still there. You made it public knowledge. Oh, I, I mean, it I was an know. accident. And I'm just saying sometimes, especially when you're in that position and that's what you're sharing. Yeah. Things are going to kind of run away with you a little bit. People already were just like, oh my God, Chris Evans, yum. And then you find out that he really is like, literally like yummy, like damn shoddy. Like it's not enough that you got the face and the body, but like everything. everything. Bra- Bravo to you, man. And like, he wasn't upset like, cause he's, he's such a like, suave person that he was just like you know what like it happens all right whatever Mm -hmm. and I was like because you have nothing to be ashamed of like nope that's that energy (laughs) that's that's what we feel that's why we're like what is it about him that BDE yep listen and it was really great he turned it around like you said and he just simply put on Twitter now that I have your attention vote November 3rd done that's it he had nothing else to say about it is how you handle that shit right there done done the hulk commented on it he had a couple other his brother commented on it and they were making fun of him and he just let it go and that's cool to me i'd rather you do that than put together this big pr stunt of like i am so sorry for the people that offended and blah 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 like i don't want it so speaking of leaked pics there was a thing do you remember um oh gosh the real estate agent that married that like 17 or 18 year old mexican girl on 90 day fiance what what should they tell us I think his name was Daniel and Fernanda. They started dating when she was 17 or something like that. And then they got married. Yeah. 
Right. Yes. And so um, during their whole little stint, he had a quote unquote dick peak leak that he accidentally like put up on like his stories or something. Uh-huh. And so people started doing the same thing, snapping and they're like, oh, my God, it's a joke. Like, you know, he's really not that well endowed. And so he reached out to every person that took a screenshot and anyone that was talking about it or even like made reference to it, even if they didn't show the picture. And he was like, I will be suing you. you you're going to hear from my lawyer. You don't want these issues from me. You better stop talking about me. This is slander. And I was like, you put that up, bro. Like, they didn't ask for this. They didn't go into your, like, pictures. You posted that. Yeah. Yeah. You put yourself out there. Why are you upset that people are talking about you? Yeah. You can't do that. I'm sorry. That's bullshit. You put it out there for public consumption, and now we're going to call you on it. So. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, 2020 was, was crazy, right? I just wanted to end it on a big note. Ah, I see what you did there. Sorry, mom. Sorry, dad. Hashtag not sorry. So listen, guys, um, that actually concludes our 2020 review, like part three, done and done. We are, and again, let me just say this again. We talked about this earlier, but 2020 brought upon this podcast. Um, and we are so excited to move forward. We have so much stuff that we've been working on. We've just been fixing some things up and like, it's just so much better. Like now we are the website. We'll have so much more information in the next few months. Um, a lot more resources. We're going to really get into mental health and all this fun stuff and a little deeper of all the other crazy shit that we've been talking about. So I can't believe that all that shit happened in 2020. We're what, 11 days out from the end of the year. Yeah, we are. What I want to know what timeline are we in? Are we in the Mandela effect timeline? And if so, once Trump is out of office, do we get knocked back into the regular alignment? We'll have to wait and see. I really hope I wake up with superpowers tomorrow though. I know, right? Guys, let's like manifest this. Like everybody puts together that collective energy and put that into the like universe. We're going to have superpowers. Dude, I'm looking and I'm scrolling down the other topics that we had. There's still like two pages. Wait, I'm sorry. One and one and a half pages left of topics of information that we had in here, but um, we couldn't cover everything. But listen, if you've been listening closely, if you have the second bingo board and you get bingo, let us know about it. We might send you a little something, something, not might, we will. Um, I'm, we're so excited for you guys to see the, the prize that we sent out for our first winner. It's so dope. We're so excited. It is. Like talk about new beginnings and just being we're putting new energy into all of this. So um, we wish you guys well. Merry Christmas. Um, happy Merry Christmas, Kwanzaa. everybody. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah. Happy Lamaka. Lamaka. Happy New Year's. Hopefully Father Time is good to us this year. Happy Boxing Day. I always learn about it and then I forget about it. And I'm like, this is weird. And for my Bahamian like high school mates, uh, a happy junk a new parade. I'm gonna ask you about that later. Okay. Cool. All right, thank guys. Thank you again so much. Um, we're closing out the year. Remember, if you like us, if you like what you've been hearing over the last few months, please we we see the numbers. You guys are out there, and we love you for it. Thank you so much. Head to Instagram. Head to our socials. Head to iTunes and all that other stuff. Um, leave a comment. Leave a review. Let let us hear what you want to change. What you like. We are making moves. We are upgrading and um, we'll see you guys next year. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year's. The Ebenezer's podcast was created, written, recorded, and produced by Jabby and Doreen. 
Theme music by Chris Black of Truck Music Productions.